0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name
1: is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product?
0: It's to be Jeff. The green rise to the top oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we. Are the Mount
2: Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 226 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello.
0: Scott, roll call. Roll call. Of course, Jeff, as I do every week, I've got to throw it out to the amazing Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason Wolf is your guy. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF. Again, any type of artwork that you need, Jason is your guy. He's done a major, major chunk of our t-shirts that we have available on Pro Wrestling Tees and Whatamaneuver.net. They look incredible. And if you want incredible artwork and or t-shirts, Hit up Jason Wolf again on Twitter at Jason WLF. And Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. Of course
2: you do. Uh,
0: uh, Whoa. Hey. Hey. (laughs) I don't do your intro bits. You don't do my Foco reads. Are we clear? Yes, sir. Thank you. (laughs) Now I have to start over. One more outburst out of you, and I will have you thrown out of here. (laughs) Jeff. Yes. Do you? Do you? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I can't work like this. Security. Security. Have this man thrown out. He's not wearing his mask, and he's interrupting me. This is ridiculous. I can't work in these conditions. Actually, you know what I should do before we get into this read? One of my favorite things. Do you remember Colt Cabana's podcast, The Art of Wrestling? Yes, of course you do. It was great. Colt used to do the thing. He used to plug in Lord Alfred Hayes' voice, where back in the day, they would always go promotional consideration, paid for by the following. And before he'd get into his plugs, he would use that bit from Lord Alfred Hayes. So uh-huh. to lift a bit from Colt Cabana's show, because Jeff, if we're going to lift a bit from every, from anybody, we're going to give them credit, because that's how fully posable rolls. We don't lift a bit from someone and not give them credit for doing the bit first. So thank you, Colt Cabana, for this promotional consideration paid for by the following. Jeff, do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do. Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can visit Suplex City with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then now and forever including Becky Lynch, The Rock, Ric Flair, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com one more time, just for you, Jeff. F O C O dot com, where at checkout, if you put in code WFP10, load up your cart and you will save a sweet 10% at checkout using code WFP10.
2: Very well done, Scott. WFP10 gets you 10% off over at FOCO. Scott, I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies going in reverse. LuchaCentral over there, our first show dropped. Lucha Figures and Facts. Me and Eric Arana did the first show this past week. You can download episode one on iTunes or just head over to LuchaCentral.com where you can listen to an array of podcasts over there. Scott, Drunk Wrestling History.
0: Yes, Drunk Wrestling History. We had an episode drop this past Friday. To be perfectly honest, I don't remember which one it is. I think it might be Starcade 89. I think that's the one that Ed pulled out of our last batch that we had recorded. So I'm pretty sure it's Starcade 89, which uh, don't expect many kind words, surprisingly. Uh, we review it. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. We've got a t-shirt at whatamaneuver.net. Pretty comfy digs there.
2: Ryan Buds does Trivia with the Buds daily on iTunes. You can download that. About 10, 15-minute show, a trivia. Marty and Sarah, welcome in their buddies over at... Marty and Sarah love wrestling. Steve and Eric do a fun retrospective show over at Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Eric and... What was the other guy's name, Scott? Eric?
0: Well, at least you're acknowledging the other guy. That's good. See, baby steps, Jeff. We're going to get there eventually. His name is Barry.
2: Barry. Barry. That's it. Eric and Barry have a fun show where they do figures and merch. Check them out at Doing the Favor on iTunes. And also Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, as well as they do figure talk, toy talk, a bunch of talk. And they have a guest in each week. This week, it's Travis Fowler. Ooh, good old Travis. Travis was in. So check that out. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Scott, Eagle Moss.
0: Yes, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you need a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Collector underscore. They have a ton of properties under their umbrella. You name it, they've got it. They've got a statue for it, a collectible of some sort. We love those WWE statues that they have over there. Current superstars, past superstars. We love the assortment. The statues look great. Full-color box, clear window on the front to see the statue through, and a full-color magazine on the back of the package. So, again, give Eagle Moss a follow on Twitter, at Collector underscore.
2: And we want you guys to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. I have been using that a lot lately. In one window, I have Wrestling Toy Tracker up. In the next window, I have eBay. In the following window, I have Mercari. In the following window after that, I have Facebook Marketplace. And I just sit there and laugh at all these prices that are going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just close everything and start looking at starting lineups. <laughs> what? Really? What? Yeah. Dude, I'm not, I'm not paying attention to these ridiculous wrestling figure prices right now. This is stupid, dude.
0: This is dumb. You're right, you're right, dude. And it's funny because normally like April, May, and June is when the housing market goes crazy because people are looking to move before the new school year starts. But for some reason, the housing market hasn't really skyrocketed like it normally does. But in its place, wrestling figures did. Nobody's <laughs> buying houses, true. but everybody's buying wrestling figures.
2: That is very, very true. So if you are sticking around and looking for those deals for wrestling figures, meaning Hasbro's, LJNs, Retros, Galoobs, Just Toys Bendems, make sure you have wrestling toy tracker up and start comparing the prices. Make sure you're getting a fair price. I was looking at a Bret Hart carded series four Hasbro the other day. It was mint. And I had Wrestling Toy Tracker up, and they said the average, if I'm not mistaken, the average price for the Bret Hart Series 4 on card was 147 bucks, and somebody on Macari had it for 160
0: That's not too far off. It's not too far
2: off, and I was just like, nah, I don't really need it. So anyways, I just closed that window and went on looking at these ridiculous prices. So, <laughs> But if you are sticking around and looking for those figures, check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. So, as you guys can tell, we're doing things backwards this week. It's like reciting the alphabet backwards, but we are switching things up this week. Just kind of refreshing, just kind of free-flowing it. Scott, this was actually your idea, by the way.
0: Uh, Yeah, I hope people weren't like, oh crap, did I accidentally fast-forward to the end of the show? (laughs) Surprise, gotcha. Yeah, just flipping it up a little bit. You know, break the monotony up, keep you guys on your toes, do something a little bit different.
2: You will not be hearing any breaks or anything like that. We're just going to go straight into the news. and news that just dropped. Literally just dropped. And this is regarding Super 7 Series 2 New Japan figures. Tomorrow, May 18th, Series 2 of New Japan Pro Wrestling figures will be up for pre-orders. This wave is going to be all L-I-J. It's going to be Naito as we knew. Bushi evil and Takahashi no Sonata which I have a feeling Sonata's gonna probably be pushed off to series three don't know I don't hit me up in my DM say hey what do you know I don't know for series two pre-orders LIJ Bushi evil Naito Takahashi and there goes money out of my wallets right there
0: <laughs> no doubt dude mine too uh Naito is a must I it's a no-brainer and Takahashi He's one of my favorites in NJPW. I, I think the guy is incredible. We saw him break his neck at the Cow Palace. Super unfortunate incident. Great to see that he's back wrestling again. Full health. Definitely picking that figure up.
2: He also had a crazy match against Dragon... Well, Ryu Lee, who was the f- formerly named Dragon Lee, the match that we saw. But his second or third match back, he comes back and he has this crazy match against Ryu Lee, just almost similar to the one in San Francisco and you're like, okay, he's going to slow down a little bit, dude. He didn't slow down. He, he was still taking some crazy bumps, but all four of these figures are getting got. The one I'm most interested in is evil because there's so many accessories to evil's character, the robe, the, uh, um, I, I don't even know a battle axe or something that he comes out with. I don't even know what that thing's called, but it's crazy. And the mask. So there's so many accessories to evil that I can't wait to see that one.
0: Super excited for Series 2. And again, I'm not a huge NJPW guy, like not not like you at all, but I am super excited for Series 2.
2: Scott, and what was some of the biggest news this past week? Legend Series 7 pre-orders did go up on Target's website a day late, but hey, who's counting?
0: Oh, just like the Red Rooster thing, man. I'm like, are they just going to make this a gimmick now? Every time they're like, hey, it'll be on this day. Count on it being a day or two later.
2: Honestly, I think Target does not care.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they give zero Fs. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but what the biggest news was sting was removed. So Scott, do you want to go into that?
0: Yeah. So I guess sting isn't under a WWE legends deal anymore. Meaning sting is officially a free agent, which I find incredibly hard to believe it took forever for WWE to convince him to come to the WWE in the first place to get that legends deal, to get that WrestleMania match to be a part of the WWE family, to be recognized in the hall of fame, to be given a ton of merchandise only to let him walk five years later. That just, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see how sting doesn't bring you a return on your investment. So how they could let him leave. I mean, I understand times are tough. Sure. But stings, the guy you're going to let walk like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So with that happening, unfortunately, for those of you that were going to purchase that Sting figure, Mattel had to pull him out. And hopefully, once everything gets back to the new quote-unquote normal, whatever that's going to be, WWE brings Sting back under the WWE umbrella. But he could get snatched up by somebody else. AEW could go after him. Uh, Impact or TNA could try to get him back under under their umbrella, back into their family because he has history there. But man, WWE losing Sting. I mean, I put him up there with like Ultimate Warrior, The Road Warriors, uh, maybe Hogan to an extent, Savage for sure. But to let him go, I there have to be other names that you could have put before Sting. So this is major. I, really, it, this is a big deal. So I wouldn't have done it myself. But again, I, I don't work for WWE. What the hell do I know? I, I just don't get it. But long story short, Mattel had to pull Sting out, so those of you that were hoping that Sting was going to be in the Legends line, you're going to be able to pre-order him. L- literally at the very last minute, they're like, "Oh, by the way, there's just three figures, not four. No Sting."
2: What have you been reading on WrestleZone or any of the dirt sheets? Have you heard anything, or have you read anything?
0: Uh, nothing. No, just that he's no longer under a Legends deal. So now let the rampant speculation begin. Where is he going to end up? A lot of people thought that he was going to be at the AEW pay-per-view handing over the their new championship to either Cody or Lance Archer, whoever won, but it ended up being Mike Tyson, not Sting at all, so who knows? Maybe Sting is just going to kind of float out there in the wind and wait for the right deal to come along, and if that's WWE, if that's TNA, if that's AEW, who knows? Sting made a lot of sense to be that guy for AEW to hand over the title because of Bret Hart, but they went with Tyson. I get it. Tyson's a huge draw, In my opinion tyson's great and he's doing all those promo videos about a comeback possibly so good on aew getting tyson i think sting would have been just as good of a choice but man wwe letting sting go that's insane Uh, like i said there had to be other names on that list that you could have let go before sting but maybe his merch wasn't moving but you gotta figure wrestling figures alone uh, man there were more to be made for sure the Legends one was just another example of a sting that could and did get made, but we know that there was a run of them. There's definitely a prototype out there. So hopefully that's one like the King Harley race figure that Steve Ozer brought out of the depths and was able to make it the craziest Mattel figure of all time, trying to find that thing. Hopefully the sting, the sting gets back under a Legends deal and that sting figure gets put out into circulation one of these days.
2: Speaking of Steve Ozer Scott, he did an Instagram Q&A that lasted over two days. Checking it over, there was a few questions that I pulled because most of the other stuff was already stuff that I have read on here. So, getting into those. First question, is Jake Roberts still being released because of the sting frantic thing going on? They were concerned that Jake was going to get pulled due to his contract with AEW Steve said Jake is still on schedule for release this fall. That's series eight.
0: Yeah, that's good. That definitely cause for concern when you saw Sting get pulled, and you know for a fact Jake's gone, and he's in AEW. Of course, your first thought about the Jake figure is, of course, that's not going to get released. They didn't release Sting. They can't release Jake. Great news that that figure's still coming because it's a, it's a love letter or a throwback to his LJN figure. I love that they did that, and I'm glad it's getting a release.
2: Any plans, info for new stars like Hector Garza, Austin Theory, Viking Raiders, etc. would be highly appreciated. Steve said, of course, more first time in the line figures are in the works. Cut and paste. (laughs) Yes. Any female NXT talent in the works that you are excited for? Steve said, get ready, guys. Yes. (laughs) Any former female talent that would be a first time in the line in the works? Get ready, guys. Steve said, yes. (laughs) Put it on the board. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, he's not going to do the first time in line reveals over an Instagram story. He's going to wait for proper reveals. He's always said that in the forums message boards.
0: Uh, Yeah, of course. And that's exactly the way it should be done. It deserves a huge release, not an announcement on a message board that only a few are going to see. Good on Steve. I love when he messes with people like that. He's, he's got to turn it into some fun, right? Because he answers the same questions over and over again. Copy and paste response. So if the guy wants to have a little fun, let him have his fun.
2: Next question. Any updated NXT UK titles or other titles that we might be looking forward to? Steve said new titles are coming. That
0: is good news.
2: Okay. I know it's a long shot, but I'm hoping for the AWA tag titles. But, I mean, who would they put those on? You don't have Marty Jannetty under a deal. Hmm. Who do you – Bad Company? We don't have Diamond and uh, Tanaka.
0: Man, AWA tag titles. I I honestly don't know who you would be able to put those on. I mean, aside from doing, like, a belt pack or something, which they've done before, but you would think, like, a a grand introduction like the AWA tag team titles, they'd want to have those on figures specifically. So unless you just put out a Shawn Michaels in his Midnight Rockers gear – with two AWA tag titles, or even one, you know, and people can start doing the Marty head swap. I guess there's that option.
2: Yeah, it's just a hope. I know it's probably not going to happen, but a wish list.
0: Dude, how cool would a San Diego Comic Con exclusive be of Midnight Rockers Sean Michaels with two AWA tag team titles?
2: Oh, dude, wish list. I was thinking Super Invader.
0: Here you go. I'm surprised it's not the Young Pistols, Jeff.
2: <laughs> dude, I interviewed a uh, Baracus Keith. Uh, the independent wrestler from Missouri on telephone this past week. And he, uh, he was talking about people that could be made and he goes, he brought up the young pistols. Oh boy. I was like, Oh dude, you popped me. He goes, yeah, I was, I was purposely trying to do that. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: Your poison is spreading. Knock it off.
2: <laughs> Anyways, new titles are coming. Next question. Will Mattel be making more attitude specific superstars? Get ready guys. <laughs> Steve said, Totally.
0: <laughs> he's a man of many words we need to to scale him back a little bit he's going crazy here
2: Scott I pulled this question just for you
0: oh you're so nice
2: will Ahmed Johnson Scott's favorite wrestler of all time ever have a figure
0: okay you're exaggerating a little bit I did love me some Ahmed Johnson but he's not even close to my favorite wrestler of all time not even close but I did love Ahmed Johnson
2: he was your favorite wrestler of all time, dude.
0: Look, I gave you a bad time last week about having three testicles. So if you want to give me a bad time about Ahmed Johnson, go ahead. <laughs> let up, let the jokes roll. Go for it.
2: Every time there was a King of the Ring tournament and we would all place bets on who we thought was going to win, <laughs> Scott's money was always on Ahmed Johnson.
0: It even happened in 99 when he wasn't even in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime there was a, a secret superstar or somebody appearing, it was always Ultimate Warrior.
2: It was always Ultimate Warrior and the winner of the King of the Ring was always Ahmed Johnson.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The secret superstar always pissed me off because it always ended up being like Robocop or Chuck Norris or some crap like that. And I was hoping for Ultimate Warrior so it was always a letdown. And oh, don't even get me started when Renegade showed up. Ugh,
2: horrible. You know what, dude, though? I've been mentioning this. So the Robocop situation, it wasn't during a big angle. So if you go back and you watch it, The four horsemen throw Sting into a cage, RoboCop comes out, tears the cage off the door, everybody scatters, and scene. It wasn't during a big moment. It wasn't during a championship match. It wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. Was it ridiculous? Yeah, of course it was. But it's not as bad going back and watching it. And it's not because I have WCW goggles on. Trust me, I'm watching a lot of bad wrestling right now. But it wasn't that bad because it wasn't during a big thing. It was just... Stink gets thrown in, horsemen scatter, Sid, Oli take off, and Robocop tears door off Cage, and they move on. It was literally
0: like five minutes. Okay, hold on. I think what people got upset about is not only are they bringing in Robocop, who, for all intents and measures, they could have brought in Luke Skywalker wielding a lightsaber, and it would have been the same thing as bringing in Robocop. They could have brought in Batman or Superman. So you're bringing a superhero, a fictitious character, into wrestling, not only this, but then you are having wrestlers run away from said fictitious character. Like, they are frightened for their lives. Now, if you're going to go into the RoboCop realm of characters, if they ran from ED-209, which, if you've seen RoboCop, he's that big robot guy in the first one that blows that dude away on the top floor. It goes crazy. It's bad robot. Shoots the guy up. Like, if ED-209 came down to the ring, like, yes, everybody in the arena should scatter. Like, that's that's scary crap right there. But RoboCop, uh, he he's he's programmed not to shoot civilians. And technically, they weren't wielding weapons, so they were civilians. But yet, the bad guys are running from RoboCop? It deserves some crap, dude. That's all I'm saying.
2: All I'm going to say is, has Batman and Superman ever had a song written about them by Anthrax?
0: Okay. <laughs> dude, it wasn't RoboCop. It was Judge Dredd. Oh, close enough. <laughs> Close enough. So to answer your question, no, they have not, but nor has Robocop. Bring your anthrax questions to me. Come on.
2: Come on. Back to your Ahmed Johnson question. Uh, Will Ahmed Johnson ever have a figure? He was always overlooked. Steve said, copy, paste. Are you ready, Scott? I think so. If he were to ever become available to us, we'd get him into the line. If I was in a band, I would have a song title called If He Were to Ever Become Available to Us. We'd get him into a line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you'd, you'd be on stage playing. Like this one goes out to Steve Ozer.
2: <laughs> About ninety nine point nine percent of the crowd's like, what?
0: <laughs> You're assuming you have more than one person in the crowd. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the point one person would be Steve Ozer. <laughs> yeah, songs for me.
0: This one's for me. <laughs> one's for me?
2: <laughs> Next question: More build-a-figure superstars in the making? Question mark. Steve said you will see a new Build-A-Figure in the next wave of WrestleMania
0: Elites. Excellent. I know that's going to make a lot of people happy. That gets a lot of love, the Build-A-Figure. I don't know anybody that is not a fan of the Build-A-Figure concept, so it's great to see that Build-A-Figure is coming back. Part of me wishes the Build-A-Figure was inside of basic packaging instead of elite packaging, but we'll take what we can get, and hopefully it's a big name coming in the Build-A-Figure. Just like the Danny Davis was, I hope it's somebody obscure like that. And it pops us, and hopefully we find out at San Diego Comic Con or what was supposed to be San Diego Comic Con.
2: And next year, if you're going to do these elite figures, put the build a figure in some figures that we actually want, and not a crap McFoley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, it wasn't just McFoley that was crap in that series. <laughs>
2: uh, touche. That was another thing that Keith talked about. He said that uh, he just purchased Danny Davis for forty bucks, and I was like, well, if you think about it, an elite's twenty bucks. Yeah four figures that's 80 bucks so you got him for half price that's not bad
0: yeah he got a hell of a deal on that thing
2: yeah because that's the only reason i bought those elite but i got them off megalopolis for a good price
0: nice the only thing a little nitpick about the danny davis i wish he was in his referee wrestling gear but the flip side of that is for figure photographers they have another ref to throw in the ring so that's cool but man 40 dollars. keith did really good on that one great deal
2: Next and last question. Will we be floored by someone getting a figure soon? Steve said, Yes. I think that's a strong possibility.
0: Ooh. Ooh, who could it be?
2: TBD.
0: Yeah. I mean, with Sting leaving, it's not going to be any version of Sting. We know this. Still sad about that. Man, let the speculation begin.
2: So that rounds out all the news this week. Scott, what
0: do you got for Manscaped? Jeff, flowers are blooming. The grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I am talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the essential Lawn Mower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find Manscaped, Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial, so your balls stop sticking to your leg. Jeff, is this where we talk about the meaty clackers? Yeah,
2: my third meaty clacker.
0: Yes, you know what that reminds me of is like those things that the executives always have in their office where it's like a row of metal balls, like seven of them, and you take the last (laughs) one and you drop it down and it hits and the other one swings up and it drops back down. and that It kind of reminds me of that. Anyway, moving on and as our treat you'll find the crop reviver which will keep your ball smelling fresh just like spring flowers jeff and not a swamp subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawn mower trimmer delivered to your door every three months making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean for a limited time subscribers get two free gifts the shed travel bag a 39 dollars value And the patented, high-performance, anti-chafing, manscaped boxer briefs, which I can 100% attest to how comfortable they are, as you can, Jeff.
2: One of my favorite underwear that I have, better than the bamboo.
0: (laughs) I still can't get over bamboo underwear. I just, I, I fear little pricklies in the underwear from the bamboo like oh we missed a few it's like missing a bone when you get a salmon filet you know it's like hopefully there's no pricklies left in the bamboo underwear <laughs> this is do you want
2: to the- see my bamboo underwear uh,
0: i really don't i really don't okay yes i do okay i do actually i do i'd, I'd like to see it and try it on maybe
2: curiosity is killing this cat huh
0: <laughs> maybe after the show this is the perfect package for your perfect package get 20% off plus free shipping with the code wFp20 at manscaped that is com. do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WFP20 at checkout at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code WFP20 because it's spring cleaning, baby, and your balls are going to thank you.
2: As these months get warmer, you guys are going to need that ball deodorant because you know what happens is that Fremunda comes up. It's the worst. Now, a lot of people people are saying, what is Fremunda? Well, I went to my thesaurus, also known as Urban Dictionary.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's where you go to find out the meaning of words.
2: Yeah, that's where I go. What do you where do you guys go, a dictionary? <laughs> so what is Fremunda? F-R-O-M-U-N-D-A. A smell or substance that comes from the buildup of sweat in the area between the balls and the ass, commonly known <laughs> as the gooch. <laughs> So so for example in a context in a conversation a gentleman
0: would say <laughs> this this is great this is like a spelling a spelling bee your word is fromunda can you use it in a sentence
2: man i've got some nasty Munda building up today <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always thought of it as under cheese.
2: But you know what helps with that under is the Manscaped Ball deodorant. So go pick some up. Get 20% off your order using code WFP20. We do have a quick listener segment as we continue this reverse order. Let's see who our first audio is from.
1: Hey, Jeff and Scott. Mark Caruso from New Jersey here. I'm sending this voice message because I just started listening to the show again. I used to be a listener every week when the show dropped, but I fell off a while back. Uh, March 16th, my job was actually shut down due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, But I still had to go in a couple days a week, and I was the only person there. So I figured, let me start listening to the show and catch back up. Um, During that time, I'm up to episode 154 now. That's where you guys are doing the top 10 of 2018. So I just have a couple stories for you guys. I'll try to be as quick as possible, but sorry if this is long. Uh, My first one is, one of you guys had said that Sting wasn't very personable when you met him. Um, I, back in 2018, I actually went to a meet and greet. It was my first one where I met the Young Bucks, Cody. Uh, Brandy was there, Sting and Goldberg. Um, I met them and I talked to the Young Bucks and Cody for like 10 minutes and, and they were excellent guys. And then I, I was with St- uh, when I went to meet Sting, I actually asked him in 1997, after he wins the championship, he says, Mamacita, while holding the title. So I asked him what was the significance of that. And he said... It was actually the, a nickname for his ex-wife, and, and he said some other words too, but they were, the, uh, they were the nicknames for his children. And after he was like, oh, my ex-wife, I felt kind of bad, I was like, oh man, I can't believe I brought up like an ex-wife, I hope this isn't like too awkward. But he was really nice, he laughed uh, at the question, he answered it for me, um, and it was a really good experience for, for it being my first one. Uh, the other story is about raffles on Facebook. One of you had said you quit doing them because you never win. Um, and I was starting to think the same thing, as much money as I was spending, I could have just bought the damn things myself, but, um, I kept doing them and I actually won two really big ones. So the first one, it was about 200 people were probably in it. And I won a, a group of about a hundred Hasbro figures, which really helped fill in my collection, um, that I was trying to do piece by piece and I was getting them slowly, but it really filled in the gaps and it was really cool. Cause it probably cost about $50 for the guy to ship the box to me. Um, my second big win was for one of the hockey tables with the WWF guys with the different sticks Um, again it's a big box and the guy is from New Jersey that was raffling it so we actually met up and we hung out quite a few times since then and I'd consider the guy a good friend you know and it's all because of the fig life community that something like that can even happen Uh, and then I do have one question for you guys so during this whole coronavirus, do you guys still find yourselves going to Targets and WalMarts and looking for toys? Do you do you feel bad toy spotting when it's not really an essential item? Um, I've never really been one to care what people think about me as I get a toy and walk up to the register with it, but this was the first time I was handing a bo- holding a bottle of hand soap and uh, hand soap and a figure, and I was like, oh man, like I hope nobody criticizes me for you know holding on to this uh holding on to this toy while all this is going on like everybody calls me out for it being a non-essential item. so uh you know you guys still toy spotting do you feel bad at all i guess is really my question or feel awkward i maybe is is the better question but um hey i look forward to catching up to you guys in about 75 episodes or so Uh, i look forward to hearing your guys responses. i feel like i'm talking to the future here by sending this in but um yeah i hope everyone's staying safe and thanks
2: Thank you, Mark, for your question, and welcome back to listening to the show. Scott, I think that was you that met Sting. I think that was when we went to um, StocktonCon.
0: StocktonCon. Yeah. Awkward. Really awkward. It's funny that he brought it up, and I immediately was like, oh, God, the Sting
1: thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was super awkward. And uh, I, I, let's just say I'm glad Mark had a much, much better experience than I did. Uh, it's not that Sting was rude at all. He just, it seemed like he kind of knew the line was huge and he was just like, let's knock these out. So it, I, I would definitely meet Sting again. I would not let that deter me from ever getting another Sting autograph. In fact, not to jump too far ahead, but it's possible that I might have another Sting figure coming to my collection. One that I would absolutely want to have Sting sign. So let's hope my next experience is better, and matches up more to what Mark had with Sting.
2: Yeah, although you did get a beautiful, beautiful autograph out of that uh, experience. It was that two-pack, the then, now, and forever with Warrior and Sting.
0: Yes, and while I'm not a huge fan of the Sting figure in that two-pack, mostly because he's wearing the shirt, um, it's incredible. And Sting signed over his figure, and he wasn't supposed to do this, but I asked him to do it. And he signed, and I asked him to do it after the awkward exchange. I'm like, what do I have to lose at this point? Uh, He wrote Blade Runners across the top of the package, which I thought was awesome. Uh, To those of you that don't know, Sting and Warrior, before breaking out and being huge single stars, were a tag team, and their name was the Blade Runners. And so I had Sting sign that on the two-pack, and he had no problem with it, signed it, handed it over. And yeah, Jeff, it's one of my prized possessions. I absolutely love that two-pack signed.
2: When Mark mentioned raffles, that was me. I gave up on raffles a long, long time ago because I was just not winning anything. And I was literally dumping a lot of money. In fact, there were numerous raffles in belt collectors that I was dropping a lot of money to try and get the 1986 87 title that Hogan wore at WrestleMania 3. That specifically, I tried so hard. I was putting money down in raffles. For the main raffle, so I could get more numbers in the main. R- it was ridiculous, dude. And I would, I never won. Celeste tried, she never won. And it just got to be way too much. And it's just like, I give up on these things, man. And kudos to the people that do win. Congrats. We're happy for you guys. Like Mark just said, he got to backfill a lot of his Hasbros in some raffles. And he's met a, which will probably be a lifetime friend. So that's awesome to hear. Those are great stories coming out of the raffles.
0: Dude, the hockey table. Holy crap, that is incredible. And in the box, dude, nice score. But yeah, like he said too, Jeff, he was almost ready to give up because he was spending as much as just going and buying the figure that he needed. And in your case, you spent so much money trying to win that belt, you could have put a down payment on having one made. So yeah, it's it's all luck, right? It's like playing a slot machine in Vegas or wherever, and you just take your chances. And you're going to win some, you're going to lose some but some people win never. And so that was you and you dropped out of it, but that's great that Mark had better luck. That's dude, that Remco or that uh, hockey table that he won. It was Remco, right? I think they made it. Yes. Yeah. That is incredible. Great score.
2: And last we aren't doing any, or at least I'm not, I don't know about you, Sky. I think you're doing more curbside pickup.
0: Everything that we do is curbside pickup, yeah. Okay,
2: yeah, I'm not doing any unless I'm at Target. So, like, two weeks ago, Celeste and I went to Target to get some groceries. And, of course, I ran over to the toy aisle to see what they had. And, of course, the pegs are bare over there. I mentioned that on the couple shows ago where it was looking like the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens Kendall f- figures, the 12-inch Mattel figures or whatever they are, and a Seamus retro. And that was – oh, and the Breezango, uh Elite 61 but that was it for me. So a lot of finger poke of doom, but I can't even say finger poke of doom because as Scott and I touched on last week and a little bit earlier in the show, prices are just asinine right now between eBay, Macari, Facebook market. Everybody thinks they have gold. And it's, <laughs> I mentioned this to Mark on this past week's telephone. It's like, okay, that's cute. Put your series one razor Ramon BCA away. It's not worth 50 bucks. Come on now. <laughs>
0: Settle down, Beavis.
2: (laughs) Scott, how about you? Are you doing any or?
0: No, no, but if I am in a store, I have no problem since I'm already there going down the toy aisle. And if I find something, I'm buying it. So there's nothing wrong with walking up to the register with hand soap and a figure. You're there anyway. You may as well look. But as I've mentioned multiple times, I can't really go out and about and be around people and bring it home because my mother-in-law and her poor health I can't chance it. So literally everything is Instacart, curbside pickup. Uh, anywhere I go, like food or whatever, it's it's either drive-through or it's run-in, pick it up and bounce. So it's it's very very limited contact by design. But if I do have to go into a store, absolutely I'm gonna go look. If I'm there already, I might as well. But yeah, everything is online for me, Jeff. Any any figures I'm buying because it's great the DOD series, the Walmart exclusive. You can pre-order. The Legends are up for pre-order on Target, so there's no reason to have to go hunt those down, really, unless you're looking for Elites, which they don't do pre-orders on. You have the chance that you can actually find those on their website. So if you're hunting Elites, you got to go to the store, but if you're looking for the specific series, the exclusives like the DoD or the Legends, luckily you can pre-order those online.
2: 75 episodes he has to catch up to us, so when do you think he's going to actually catch up to episode 226?
0: Well, my guess is if I had sent a question in knowing they were going to read it that week, I would jump ahead. Listen to the episode. And he's going to be like, what in the hell did they do to their format? (laughs) Like, this is the one he jumps back into. Like, wow, this is an episode from the future. No, I would (laughs) guess he's going to listen this week and then go right back and catch up from 154.
2: If he does follow suit and just go episode by episode, I think it's going to take him about... Oh man. So an eight hour work day. If he listens to us every single day for five days a week, eight hours a day. I can't do math. Scott, help me out.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go with end of August.
2: All right. Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah. Let's go with that.
2: Mark. We look forward to you hearing your question at the end of August <laughs>
0: or thereabouts
2: Yeah, or around there. <laughs> Thank you again, Mark Scott. Next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Hey, Jeff and Scott. Hope you are all well. Quick question, what are the figures Mattel needs to do before they finish up, whether after the current contract or a new one? For kicks, no obvious ones like Rock and Roll Express or Midnight's. Young Pistols. I assume those will get done. I hope. Have a little fun with the answers. For me, I'd love to see Cindy Lauper. She's a long shot, but she has good place in WWF history. I'd love to see her packaged with Captain Lou Albano, but I'm not sure if they'd sell. Let me know what you guys would want. Take care. Scott, who would you like to see Mattel tackle before their contract is up?
0: I think a Hakushi figure would be incredible. Good call. I would love to see Hakushi made.
2: Uh Super Invader.
0: <laughs> I think that's the second time you've mentioned his name on this show.
2: It is. It is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: By the way, do you know who Super Invader was played by?
0: Uh was that Billy Jet? No. That's Hercules. Very good. Very, yes. very impressive. Thank you. Black Blood was uh, Billy Jack. Seriously, I would love to see a slick.
2: I think more managers are needed, especially those 80s managers.
0: Yeah, we've had that talk a couple of times, Jeff. Absolutely, they need to make those 80s managers. 100% agree. And Christopher called it with Captain Lou, exactly.
2: And we do want to preface, if he were to ever become available to us, we'd get him into the line.
0: This one goes out to you, Steve Ozer.
2: (laughs) But Captain Lou would be fantastic. Slick. Johnny Valiant would be great.
0: Yes. Mr. Fuji.
2: Yes. Mr. Fuji.
0: Long overdue for a figure from Mattel, man. The last one we got was from Jax. Mr. Fuji is long
2: overdue. 100%. There are a lot of managers that they still need to tackle from the 80s. But again, if he were to ever become available to us, we'd get him into the line. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah no managers for sure and if we're gonna go along with Christopher's Cindy Lauper theme I would love to see them do Mr. T that guy had such a hand in creating the boom of the rock and wrestling slash Hulkamania era of wrestling that really aside from Austin Mania and the NWO in the mid 90s is probably the the largest if not the second largest by a hair Boom in the history of wrestling. So it would be great to see Mr. T have a figure made just because of the role he played in getting Hulkamania and the rock and wrestling era kicked off. And I would just love to see a Mr. T figure with all of his jewelry and or if you want to put him in like boxing gloves from his WrestleMania 2 match or put him in his gear from WrestleMania 1, however you want to do it, Mr. T I think is long overdue for a figure in the wrestling figure realm.
2: You know what, dude? I don't want to undersell your Hakushi call. That was a fantastic call on Hakushi. That is a guy that would be deserving of a Mattel elite.
0: Hakushi's problem, and he, he was after Hasbro, but before Jax. So we didn't even stand a chance of getting a Hakushi figure. Jax never made him. So Mattel should absolutely take a stab at the guy. The guy was incredible. And I mean, the tattoo work on him, everything. Like, the guy was made to be an action figure. So... Hakushi would be my pick. If I could only pick one name, it would be him. Then I'm going to echo your manager's pick, the 80s managers, because they're long overdue for more figures, and Mr. T to piggyback on Cindy Lauper from Christopher.
2: Also, I do want to preface that Hakushi has had a figure before, but we're talking mainly for Mattel elites regarding Christopher's question.
0: Well, Hakushi's figure was in Japan, right? Correct. Okay, got it. Uh, what about a tag team? So he said Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express are off the table. Do not say Young Pistols or I will reach over this microphone and choke you, sir.
2: Z-Man and Johnny Gunn.
0: <laughs> what, that was a tag team? <laughs> it was, dude. Oh, no. Oh,
2: <laughs> yak. Oh, what about um uh, the dudes that became the Godwins? Uh, they were in WCW or Tex Schlesinger. And I can't remember the other one. Oh, I, I don't know. I think that was Henry Godwin, who who is under the mask.
0: That sounds right. Yeah, I remember Tex Slesinger too. Or Slasinger?
2: Slash Schlesinger? But definitely Tom Zink and Johnny Gunn.
0: Okay. There you go. Christopher, that's what you get for asking Jeff that question.
2: He said, have fun with it.
0: <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> All right, well, then I'm going mulkies. Screw it. <laughs> And, of course, we we didn't take the easy answer of Owen Hart. Everybody wants an Owen Hart figure, especially with the Dark Side of the Ring episode coming up next week. Everybody wants Owen Hart. I just I don't think we're ever, ever going to get an Owen Hart figure, barring a miracle reconciliation between WWE and the Hart family.
2: You know what? Honestly, if you said just say tag team British Bulldogs, obviously. Oh, for sure. Uh, I would even love a Killer Bees
0: yes killer B that's exactly what I was going to say is we haven't had killer B since Jack's and I would love to see Mattel take a stab at those and really like I hate going back to 80s so much but those 80s figures were just so colorful and over the over the roof characters and just that's my jam so I always go back to that like give me more figures of that the more I can have from what LJN put out even Hasbro I would love it I would absolutely love it um Gosh, other tag teams, Ugh, not the Mulkies. definitely not the Mulkies. I would say, you know what, not to dip ahead too far on what we're going to talk about next, uh, I would like to see more Road Warriors figures, more demolition figures, because as we talked about, I think it was last week, those figures just continue to escalate in value and shows that people still want to buy those figures, but they can't. So the ones that are available... As you mentioned, Jeff, several times on this show, the figure values continue to skyrocket. So if you want those figures in your collection, you got to pay 10 times what they were on the pegs. It would be great if Mattel put those figures back into circulation. This one goes out to you, Steve, once they have the rights to do the figures.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Christopher, for sending in that question. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. Since Mattel can't do it due to retail, do you think AEW should do a Maddie Collector like line for the wrestling figure series? Down the line when COVID-19 is no more and everything is back to normal, I would really like to at least see Wicked Cool Toys put this on the option table. I'll admit I'm biased, but I do think there's a market out there for exclusive wrestling figures that are not just expensive because they're in very limited quality but expensive because they go all out on the bells and whistles but what do you guys think
0: absolutely anytime you can do an online only option i'm 100 percent on board you tell us what time you give us the website and we are there easy no questions asked i'm all for it 100 all for it i would love an online only collector driven site and line of figures to follow that. I I would be a huge fan of it. Be it playsets, be it figures, you name it. I'll even buy a Pharaoh. But give us that option for sure. I hate that Mattel did away with it and would love to see Jazzwares bring it back. Absolutely.
2: Especially with how well Hasbro Pulse is doing.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: That just screams like there's money to be made right there. Hasbro Pulse is doing fantastic, especially with the G.I. Joes, right, Scott?
0: Yes, and we're going to get to that.
2: <laughs> but since they're doing so well over there, you kind of would look at maybe doing another Maddie collector type thing and saying, okay, let's give this another go. Let's give this another shot. If I was part of Mattel, I'd be like, yeah, let's turn that back on, see what we can do.
0: Yeah, we know Mattel's not going to do it though. Steve has pretty much made that clear. So I would love to see Jazzwares pick it up. And like you said, Jeff, there's money to be made there for sure. With the collector driven online only option, absolutely there's money there.
2: That rounds out the listener segment. Scott, you want to do a fun little thing. It's called, if you had $500, what's the meaning behind this?
0: Yes. So we're going to, as wrestling figure collectors, we're going to get a stimulus check in the amount of $500. With the catch being that your $500 stimulus check has to immediately be dumped back into the figure community buying figures, be it on eBay, Mercari, whatever your figure marketplace might be. You've got to sink that $500 back into the market. So what would you buy? Would you go current stuff? Would you try to fill holes in your collection? It's all up to you. But Jeff and I played this game.
2: All right, Scott, you have $500. What figures
0: would you want to go buy? So this is almost like a wish list. Almost. So what I would start with, Jeff, are two figures that we had as kids. In fact, we had multiples of them. But we never had a specific version of them, and I want to change that. For $250 on eBay right now, there is a Remco 2-pack of the Road Warriors. It has the AWA crest, like it's like a little shield. It's like a silver shield. But the difference between those Road Warriors and the Road Warriors that you and I had is the Road Warriors that you and I had did not come with tag team belts. We had the versions that just came with that little silver shield, And the Road Warriors, they had all their accessories, like the Chaps and the Dog Collars, but they did not have tag team titles. So, I would fix that. I would buy the two-pack mint on card of the Road Warriors with the Shield, with the tag team titles. Next, the Sting Crow defining moments. I'm figuring about 75 on that. Given the current market, it seems to be fluctuating between like 60 and 120. It's it's kind of all over the board on that right now, and I think a lot of that has to do with sting bouncing. So we're not going to be getting more sting figures from Mattel for the foreseeable future. So the sting market is starting to spike a little bit. I'm going to put that one at about 75 bucks. So I've got the Remco Road Warriors with the tag team titles, 250. I've got the Sting Crow Defining Moments. These are all mint on card or mint in the package for 75, so I'm up to 325. Next, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Defining Moment and I'm putting him at a hundred. And finally for $75 rounding out my $500 stimulus check, going back into the community. I'm picking up two figures that I kick myself for not buying about three years ago. And that's the then now and forever natural disasters with the tag team titles mint on the card.
2: I take it. They're going for some money right now.
0: Uh, Actually I can buy the pair of them for $75 on eBay. And that's mint in the package with their tag belts. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I really kicked myself, dude. I saw those things on the pegs for days and every time I saw them, I just, I didn't have it in the budget to pick them up. And I was like, damn it. I just, I wish I could buy though. I want the natural disasters because as I mentioned earlier, I always like to get guys that are from the LJN or Hasbro era. And I thought it would be cool to get them and open them up and have them in my loose collection. And I just never got them. And now I'm looking and loose I think is in like the 40 or $50 range. And I'm like, well, I'm, and a lot of them are damaged. So I'm like, screw it. I may as well just get a mint on the card and open them myself. So that rounds out my $500 stimulus check.
2: When you pose this question to me, there's a lot of figures I'm looking to go backfill. One of them was mentioned on this past episode of Telephone that Keith got the Dustin Rhodes Galoob and he got it for 150
0: Oh, that's awesome. Not a bad deal at all. Were all the fingers intact?
2: Everything's good to go. Everything's pristine on it. And what kills me, dude, is I remember... Almost pulling the trigger and getting that figure for sixty-five bucks, two years ago while I was trying to get tickets for double or nothing. No, I, I apologize. Uh, All in when the not very you. first all-in Chicago show, but I ended up not getting it because somebody beat me to the punch. They got it for sixty-five. They got the Dustin Rhodes for sixty-five. So Keith said he paid one fifty for it. So I'm gonna assume one fifty. So I'm down down to three fifty.
0: It's a nice check mark on the Galoob checklist.
2: Exactly. Next two figures, two weeks ago, actually a little bit longer. You sent me something where a guy was selling WWF LJNs and he had Kamala Pristine priced for 100 and he had Slick priced for 50 Pristine. I wish I would have jumped on those and I wish I would have picked those up. But when things were going down, when you sent that over, there was a lot of question marks regarding the job because elective surgeries got turned off. So I didn't feel comfortable spending 150 on those two figures. But knowing what I know now and elective surgeries are getting turned back on and job security is there, I would have purchased those two figures. So I would have picked up Kamala and Slick for 150 Now I'm down to 200 This is where it gets tough. I have looked into more UK galoops, mainly the Steiners.
0: Lo- oh, okay.
2: Loose but they're over budget. A lot of people are overcharging on those.
0: And they're just repaints. Yes. Ugh. See, that's where I have a problem for the money that you're going to spend is a repaint really worth it. Like the sting UK version. Okay. The one in the jacket that almost is like a, a mirror image of his OSFTM. Okay. That's a whole new mold. That's a different paint scheme. The whole bit, he's got his ring jacket on. I can, I can warrant the money for that. But the money you're talking for what is essentially a repaint, ooh, I kind of bristle a little bit at that.
2: Yeah, I've looked at those, and like you said, they're also a repaint, and plus they would be over. A lot of people are charging loose, like 215 to 220 So, what I was thinking is, I would save that $200 and be happy with the three figures that I just got.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not playing this game fairly, sir. This is my game now. This
2: is, (laughs) you don't know how happy I am to have that galoob and to have those two LJNs. You have no idea.
0: Like you wouldn't even try to get a loose Remco? No. Oh.
2: No, I wouldn't. I've thought about maybe, you know what? I'll play fair. Thank you. I'll get $200 worth of Jax Deluxe Classics because those are on my checklist. Those are figures that I do want to start picking up. But every, again... Dude, everybody's overpricing jacks. I guess people just see that they have wrestling figures and they're just like, okay, I'm going to throw figures up. But they're not looking at what figures they have. Like, the Mattel Elites are just going for buku bucks. The yes, ol- they are. The older figures are just going for buku bucks. Not many people are going back and collecting jacks. Very few people. Everybody I'm talking to, they're like, mm, I guess I may pick up a couple Jack's Deluxe Classics or Jack's Classics. Honestly, I would put those $200 towards... Jack's Deluxe Classic can pick up four figures because it seems like a lot of people are tr- pricing them between 40 and 50 bucks.
0: Pretty much every figure is around that range. It seems
2: like it. I've looked at the Sean with the red tights, I've looked at the Scott Hall in the black and white, I've looked at the Sean with the uh, white and the kind of grayish tights, and it okay. seems like everything is between 40 and 50 bucks. And right now, I'm just like, I. I don't really want to spend that much. Like just a couple months ago, a lot of people were asking 25 bucks for those. So I'm mm. waiting for this bubble to burst because it is asinine.
0: Okay. Fair play. Well done, man. I like that. Good call on that Dustin Rhodes too. And great get by Keith for the, what he paid for it. That's right. Especially if all the, the finger digits are there. That's great because a lot of them tend to break off or got chewed off. Jeff, so that's great that he got a full piece for $150. Hey, nice deal.
2: hey, I did not chew off the Gloobs. I chewed off the LJNs.
0: <laughs> Good point. Yes, you did.
2: If you're going to call me out, make sure you're correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we talk about toy spotting? You mean, a.k.a. Finger Poke Doom? The Finger Poke Doom. yeah. Uh, let me ask you, since we're playing this game in reverse this week. Jeff, did you do any toy spotting?
2: uh for finger doom i did actually pick up a pete dunn elite 75 off of makari it's funny i was talking about makari's prices being a little high i was able to sneak a Pete dunn for 28 bucks not bad shipping was 5.99 so altogether 30 33 34 bucks so okay it's not great but it's not bad
0: Yeah, you didn't get fleeced on it, really, so that's not a bad deal.
2: It came super well-packed, too. Whoever packaged that, kudos to them. Nice. So, that is my finger, doom. Also, I got the Legend Series 7,
0: by the way. You got all three? Did you get multiples of anyone?
2: No, I didn't. I was tempted to get the Bobby multiple. I may go back, depending on my next paycheck, I may go back and get another Bobby. Okay. But... I did get all three. I ended up getting the razors. I like the deco they used, the color, that blue color they used. I know it's a repaint, and I'm just like, but that blue looks so good. It pops.
0: Yeah, it's his WrestleMania 11 outfit.
2: Yeah, so I ended up getting that. I, it was one of those begrudgingly add to cart. <laughs> I was like, I don't need it, but I'm throwing it in the cart right now.
0: So I looked at the Razor figure. I also did the pre-order on the Legends. No big surprise there. I I made it very clear I had to have that Bobby figure in my collection. So I also went on to Target, waited the extra day for them to finally put the figures up. And then I played the game of I'm getting three figures. Am I going to get multiples of someone or am I going to buy one of each? And it came down to my love of Bobby Heenan that I had to buy two Bobbies. I had to. One is getting opened and one is going to stay mint in the package. And the other one I purchased was Greg Valentine. And the only reason, well, aside from my love of Bobby, the main reason that I didn't get the Razor Ramon is because I think his defining moments figure is better. So if I'm going to invest in a Razor figure, it's going to be his defining moments. And so I passed on the WrestleMania 11 Legends Series 7 Razor Ramon. But I did get two Bobbies and I did get one Greg the Hammer Valentine.
2: Nice, man. I'm hoping that they send the uh, variant Greg Valentine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a gamble. Uh, The other finger poke of doom that I did is, well, I don't know for sure that I've got it yet. I'm in an eBay auction for a sting defining moments. So we'll see. Yeah. So one of the ones off of my $500 stimulus check in pretend land, I'm actually trying to score that figure. So we'll see what happens. I have a dollar amount that I'm not willing to go over. And right now it's it's under that, I wouldn't say considerably, but comfortably. So we'll see what happens on that. It's one that I've always wanted in the collection. I just never picked it up. And I should have done it before. Had I had a heads up that Sting was gonna be out of a WWE contract, I would have done it before that happened. Because now everybody's scrambling to pick up Sting figures, apparently. Um, but aside from that, I did get in my two G.I. Joe figures that I ordered from Megalopolis. I got in the Snake Eyes and the Destro. And dude, for the G.I. Joe collectors out there, wow. If you're only going to get one or two, look at those two. Incredible. Absolutely incredible.
2: Hasbro killed it, huh?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, and I know people aren't a big fan of the, the Duke figure and the roadblock. Some people really don't like the Scarlet figure. But if you're looking for... Replicas almost to the T from what was in the original GI Joe line back in the eighties, man, it was like they pulled snake eyes and Destro right out of the eighties and put them in 2020 incredible figures. The Destro is I mean, just awesome. I haven't opened them yet. I'm going to, but those two figures, Oh my goodness. All the nostalgia feels when I opened up that megalopolis box. Holy crap. They are incredible.
2: Why are you opening them? Don't do uh, that. Uh, How dare you? Uh,
0: no, I'll have you thrown out of here.
2: <laughs> Will you stop?
0: <laughs> now you're using my material against me. Okay. <laughs> for those, for me, it's I'm not collecting them for for any type of value or, or anything like that or wanting to display them up on a wall. I'm going to be redoing my front room, as I've mentioned multiple times, and I'm going to have a little display cabinet set up and it's going to be G.I. Joe. And for me, growing up, all the G.I. Joe figures were opened. And granted, that's how the wrestling figures were too. But for me, wrestling figures, I have a chance of getting signed. So that's why I leave a mint on card. And I think they look great hung up on the wall. But G.I. Joe figures, that's it's like Robocop. It's a fictional character, right? I'm not going to go meet Snake Eyes and have them sign a package. So screw it. I'm going to open them up. Like G.I. Joe figures to me should be opened and played with, or at least as an adult displayed. Wrestling figures to me, I like getting them signed. So I leave a mint on the card. And I, I, I just don't really, I do have a loose collection, but for the most part, I don't open figures that Bobby Heen and I definitely will be opening. Um, but for the most part, I keep them mint on card, but GI Joe's to me meant to be displayed. So I'm definitely going to be opening them up, but right now they're sitting on my desk and I'm admiring how cool they look in the package and I'll be breaking them open in a couple days.
2: We need an update next week. If you won the stink figure.
0: Yes, I will. For sure. That will be in the finger poke of doom segment, which next week we might get back to normals. We just wanted to kind of flip the script a little bit this week and go backwards. So, uh, yeah, next week during Toy Spotting or Fingerpoke of Doom, hopefully this story has a happy ending. We'll see.
2: We always love those happy endings. Scott, our next entrance into the fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame is actually the listener wing of the Hall of Fame. So it went up to a vote. In this vote, it was Vader Elite 31, the Straight Edge Society CM Punk, Slim Jim Macho Man and Jake the Snake Roberts Hasbro for the second year and Scott with 35.8% out of 511 votes Slim Jim Macho Man is going into the fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame under the listener wing
0: I want to hear you say that again but with a lot more excitement in your voice alright Scott <laughs> That's horrible and frightening all at the same time. This is (laughs) (laughs) 98.12. What are you talking about, Bill?
2: (laughs) The Macho Man Slim Jim goes into the fully posable Fig Life Hall of Fame under the listener wing with 35.8% of the vote.
0: Not the main event entrant. So while many of you were thinking, oh, they're going to go Slim Jim Macho Man as the headliner. No, sir. That one is yet to come. But it is not the Macho Man Slim Jim. You guys voted him in. So the listeners, thank you for having great taste and pretty much putting Macho Man in in a landslide.
2: Great taste. That's like a seventh best figure out of 2019. I don't know what great taste you were talking about. (laughs) Shut up, three balls. (laughs) I mean, it's not even like Pepsi or Coke, dude. This is like, I don't know, this is Dr. Fizz. This is like like a Shasta? Maybe a Walmart brand?
0: (laughs) How dare you compare Slim Jim Macho Man to Great Value Soda? How dare you?
2: Isn't Dr. Fizz like one of them?
0: That's it. You're out of my will. You're thinking Dr. Thunder, but I'm still pissed that you're comparing him to Great Value Soda. How dare you?
2: (laughs) So... Under the listener wing, Slim Jim Macho Man is going in. Voted in by you guys. What a lot of people did is they were throwing a lot of figures up, and people were like, oh, yeah, I want that figure. And Slim Jim Macho Man was like, yeah, that one got numerous people like voting. I shouldn't even say voting, like nominating it. So under it went under the uh, listener wing. I loved that Vader Elite 31, and it got the least amount of votes. I was shocked.
0: It is a great figure. A really, really good figure. That one and his Legends figure are just incredible. Mattel has done a great, great job on Vader figures, but it's kind of surprising how soundly the Macho Man beat the Straight-Edge Society Punk because a lot of people, I mean a lot of people, love that Straight-Edge Society Punk, but dude, Slim Jim Macho Man dropped an elbow on him.
2: It may go in next year, but not this year. The seventh best figure of 2019 is going into (laughs) the Fully Posable Fig Life Hall of Fame dick (laughs) scott before we go into our last bit of talk there is a great group on facebook and i know a lot of you are on facebook and you a lot of you guys are in these facebook groups like wrestling figures and stuff but there's one that really stands out and i really love the way that it's ran it is LJN figures and customs the admin on that is johnny boxer Great group of guys. They always have LJNs for sale. A lot of people putting them up for sale. I can't recommend them enough. It's a fun group to be in. So if you guys have a few moments, go over in your Facebook search. Do LJN Figures and Customs. I think you have to be approved. But when you are, it's a great group. A lot of customs in there that are that look fantastic. So if you guys got a moment, head on over there. LJN Figures and Customs. A great, great Facebook group. And kudos to Johnny Boxer for putting that together. Okay, Scott, are you ready to talk about Chris Jericho's Kiss Band?
0: <laughs> yeah, how cool is that? Chris Jericho started a Kiss cover band. And in Kiss font, so you got a picture of the Kiss font, the name of the band is Quarantine with a K. Awesome. Just Great. The best part about it is Jericho's kiss cover band doesn't do all kiss songs. They strictly stick to eighties kiss, strictly eighties kiss post makeup, meaning around 83 when lick it up came it out, came about. So you're looking at a, a very, very specific era of kiss. So you're looking at what, like four or five albums you have lick it up, animalize asylum, crazy nights and hot in the shade. And if you want to get technical smashers thrashes and hits, so you're talking like five albums and they only cover songs off of that. I don't know how long it's going to go. I I, I don't know if they're going to release an album so far. They've got a video up for no, 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 which is off of crazy nights. I love it. Uh, Your podcast partner on the Lucha central, Jeff, Eric Aranya, Uh he's the one that posted it earlier. And I was like, Holy crap. This is incredible. Jericho, who is a great front man is the lead singer. It's his cover band, and I think it is awesome. So huge thanks to Eric for pointing this one out. I wouldn't have known about it otherwise. Um, my co-host on Drunk Wrestling History, I sent him the link, and he's like, oh, yeah, I knew about that. I'm like, dude, like <laughs> you would think you would tell me about this? Like, the biggest Kiss fan you know? I got married in a Kiss Chapel. Well, Val Renewal in a Chris, uh, Kiss Chapel in Vegas. You were there, Jeff. I, I was. Dude, you'd think I, I would want to know this information. He's like, oh, yeah, I already knew about that. You you ass, like, dude, tell me next time. I had to find out on Facebook. But yeah, just awesome, awesome. If you are a fan of Kiss, uh, specifically that era of Kiss, which doesn't get a lot of love on their playlists and concert, definitely check out Jericho's cover band Quarantine.
2: Do they do Beth?
0: No, because Beth was makeup.
2: Oh, so it's, uh, okay, okay, non-makeup years.
0: Yeah, only non-makeup years, and specifically, like, 80s. So you're talking like 83 to, I think, sma- uh, Hot in the Shade came out after Smashes Thrasher. So yeah, 83 to 89, which I think that encompasses four or five albums. So it's it's very specific. Beth was off a of Destroyer, and that was in makeup. So it's, it's only non-makeup Kiss, which I think is great.
2: Okay. They've really pigeonholed themselves, but okay.
0: Well, dude, if you and I know anything about pigeonholing themselves... <laughs> <laughs> hey, sh- let's start a wrestling podcast, specifically talk about wrestling figures.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we did a wrestling podcast that, one, got lost, and two, it sound the best.
0: N- no, it did not, but to our credit, we were three people using one Yeti mic, so of course it was going to sound like crap.
2: <laughs> we sounded like a bunch of marks, holy crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> well, let's be technical, I'll start with a warm open, we'll just start with conversation like we're breaking into somebody's talk. yeah
2: and and last Scott you wanted to talk about Dark Side of the Ring this past week
0: yeah I'm sure everybody that listens to this show knows how big of a Road Warriors fan I am loved them since I started watching wrestling and those guys were superheroes and I was looking forward to this episode more so than any other episode Dark Side of the Ring has done and it lived up to the hype It's my favorite one so far, but don't listen to me. I'm biased. Go watch it for yourself. It was incredible. They told a great story, and yeah, they left a lot of stuff out, much like The Toys That Made Us has to cover, man, how many different toy manufacturers that have made wrestling figures across how many different promotions of wrestling figures across how many years. They had a huge story to tell within 45 minutes. So, of course, stuff is going to get left out there's a whole petition. I think Animal started it to do a part two of stuff that was left out. Super informative. Very, very sad by the end. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was almost in tears by the end. It was so sad hearing Hawks friends talk about how much they loved him and how he was getting his life turned around and on the right track finally. And then his life was taken from him and it's a tragedy. It really is. And it's essentially the rise, the fall and the almost redemption, you could call it a redemption, of what I consider to be the greatest tag team in the history of wrestling, the Road Warriors. I loved the storytelling. I thought Animal was great in it. I loved seeing Scott Norton, Paul Ellering. I mean, gosh, that dude is such a storyteller. But if I had a nitpick on Paul Ellering, here's my inner nerd coming out. He talked about the He-Man cartoon with the Legion of Doom. Yes. That wasn't He-Man. That was the Super Friends. But aside from that, the nerd in me was like, "Ah, wrong! Actually," but I had to tone it back. Ah, it's it's whatever. We can excuse Paul Ellering for getting He Man and Super Friends confused. The episode itself, fantastic. They did a great job of t- of telling the story of the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom. It broke my heart. That SummerSlam '92 bit, dude. That Hawk was so messed up. They couldn't hit the finish. He's lucky he got the motorcycle to the ring just heartbreaking the path that he was going down. And you think of how big the road warriors could have been or bigger. They could have been in WWF had Hawk not had those demons. They could have ruled that tag team division for who knows how long. And the thing with the road warriors is, and Cornett has talked about this on his podcast. You didn't pin the road warriors. The road warriors did not take a clean pin. Like to see the road warriors beaten Was oh my goodness, it's like seeing Hogan pinned. Like, and probably less so. Like when you saw something like that, it was like seeing Haley's Comet. Like, you just do not see it. It's like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So you just think of how big they could have been in WWF had Hawk not had those demons. Unfortunately, he did, and they told what I thought to be a great story, and you actually had read Animal's book, Jeff, so you already knew about the SummerSlam 92 bit. In fact, we were talking about that with uh, Travis Fowler. I had no idea and I was watching it with my wife and she was like, we need to go watch that match now. And Oh man, how tragic. Just you think of the heights that they did reach and how much higher they could have gone had that not happened. But Hey, look, it did. And for me, it doesn't deter from what they accomplished and how much they still mean to me today. And I'll forever love the road warriors. You can argue that there have been better tag teams over the years, and I wouldn't argue with you. That's just my opinion. And they are the greatest ever. I would probably put the Dudleys in at number two, considering how decorated they were. But man, what a great episode. But again, I'm highly biased. So go check it out for yourself if you haven't seen it yet.
2: So I knew a lot of that stuff because I read Animal's book. And you're right. They did leave a lot of stuff out. There was a lot of stuff they could have touched on that they didn't touch on. But. Again, like you said, that goes back to the like the toys that made us. They have to encompass everything into 45 minutes. And for the story that they told, they did an excellent job. Like you, Scott, there were some inaccuracies that I kind of had to... Okay, I'll kind of leave that alone. Like in NWA, when they got announced, they were the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. When they got to WWF, they just dropped the Road Warriors and they were a Legion of Doom. So it wasn't... Vince McMahon making the call of, okay, you guys have to come up with another name and drop road warriors. They were already using Legion of doom in the NWA. Yes. So I, but like you, I was like, okay, that's just a little small little thing. I got to kind of turn down my fandom and just enjoy the episode. And I did, I thought they did a great job telling the story that they needed to tell great job by those guys. They're, they're killing it this season. Fantastic episodes.
0: It, you know what it did really for me, Jeff, aside from making me appreciate the road warriors even more, is it made me realize we desperately need more Road Warriors figures? They move, they sell. If there's a set of figures out and the Road Warriors are in it, guess which two you aren't gonna find? It's always the Road Warriors. They are always the first to go. Remember the tag team set from Jacks when they first released that tag team set? Yep. That had the headbangers, the Godwins, the Road Warriors, the new blackjacks. Guess who you could never find? When they released the Elite set with Hawk and Animal. Guess who you could never find? The Godwins. Dude.
2: Oh, wait. It could be the Road Warriors. We're talking about them. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you done? Sorry. <laughs> My point. Hell of a host I am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. My words exactly. <laughs> Put on your clown mask. Um, even the blue shoulder pads warriors in the battle pack. Even those were hard to find. And the Road Warriors didn't go in blue very often. But even those sold. It it just goes to show Mattel really needs to get the ball rolling or get with WWE, do what you got to do. There's demand for those older figures and absolutely demand for more Road Warriors figures because it's been years since we've had the Road Warriors in a set. They need to come back. We need to get more figures made. And look, if Mattel can't do it under the WWE umbrella... I hope one of those other figure vendors that are out there right now making wrestling figures, be it Storm, be it Super 7, be it Boss Fight, be it FTC, somebody's got to pick up the Road Warriors and make figures of them because there is a huge demand, especially now that that Dark, uh, dark Side of the Ring episode hit. Huge demand for Road Warriors figures. The the demand is always there. But when you put an episode out, it's going to go up. So somebody's got to pick up that Road Warriors license. And if I had to pick, like, if somebody said, hey, Scott, who do you want to make them? Right off the cuff, I'm going to go Storm Collectibles. They just have the body type for a Storm figure. And with all of the accessories that Storm can throw into that package, I'd love to see Storm take a stab at him.
2: If they were ever to become available to us, we'd get them (laughs) into the line. (laughs) No, you're 100% correct about Storm, dude. It needs to be Storm. If not Storm, Super 7. Take Mattel out of the equation. They can't make them because they're not available to them. Storm or Super 7, please make it happen. We need LOD figures. That's the bottom line is it's been too long. It just feels like it's been too long. When did those blue shoulder pads ones come out? 2015, 16, around there, Scott? Yeah, around there. Look, it's been way too long. It, somebody has to jump on that license. Go talk to Animal. Go, Go make this happen because, honestly, Mattel just scratched the surface of what they could do. There was so much more that they could have done, and we would have eaten it up like cereal. We would have been all over that.
0: Absolutely. Shoot. You could put just random face paint on those guys and you give us an AWA version and NWA. Even those are pretty close, but the makeup changed a little bit to the WWF for WWE years. So many different directions. Just don't give us LOD 2000, please. But so many different directions they could go with them. And yeah, somebody has got to pick up that LOD license, man, because we need figures. We've had the micro brawlers. Let's not forget those two sets of micro brawlers, but we need, wrestling figures and somebody's got to pick up that road Warriors license
2: scott that rounds out the show what we want you guys to do is things are starting to open back up right now and a lot of these small vintage toy shops we've promoted them before we want you guys to go what, what was the thing we were doing the million dollar man cash mob or something like that yes okay let's kind of kick that back up let's go support these small little vintage toy stores that May have been hurting during the times that they had to be shut, shelter in place, or shut down. When these stores start to open back up, let's let's go support these guys again. Let's go purchase something from these small little vintage toy stores. Let's go do that. I think that would be cool to see people go back into those toy stores and grab something, even if it's a little beat up Hasbro or LJN or something like that. Just something cool. To support these small little independent stores that aren't big box stores like Walmart and Target. But to get something cool from these little vintage toy shops. So, something like that.
0: No, I 100% agree with you. The mom and pop shops, those are the ones that they are going to need to love when everything starts to reopen back up. So, let's show them some love.
2: So, Scott, that rounds out episode 226.
0: That was like the fully posable remix. We flipped it and reversed it. Like, we just turned it upside down.
2: Wait, at the Remix Edition, like uh, Chappelle doing R. Kelly type thing?
0: (laughs) What? How are you going to make a video about pissing on someone?
2: (laughs) Scott, anything else?
0: Fig Life since 2016. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and happy toy hunting.
2: I wanted to thank everybody for listening to episode 226. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios.